0: <laughs> yay oh my god it's movie bluffs
1: hey everybody welcome We're back welcome back to movie bluffs um i'm nate
0: and i'm sarah
1: and this is our weekly podcast where we talk about the latest good movies
0: <laughs> there's just so many out there There's so many
1: <laughs> and they keep making them even just through a pandemic they keep making them
0: I know uh, who who has the time. Who has I guess? The energy? Hollywood. Hollywood, Mr. Hollywood himself. Oh,
1: <laughs> there we go. Yes.
0: <laughs> well, well, we're here to discuss. You guessed it, another movie. Another one. I hope we didn't we didn't make you nervous and think we were going to discuss something else. No, because we're not. We're not.
1: We're all we're movies. strictly movies all the time. Strictly. So today we're talking about Robots, which yes. was an animated film by Blue Sky. Mm. It was the second mm. one after they made Ice Age. It was the first mm. of their movies to not turn into a franchise, um, which is an interesting little thing I didn't even bit. think about that. And uh, it's got our boy Robin Williams in it again. It does. He's really a recurring character. He uh, really so is. Bless up. There's a lot of... That.
0: lot of great voice actors in this movie i mean like mel brooks firstly Mm -hmm. mel brooks king
1: yeah
0: but mostly robin williams yeah so in this in this episode nate suggested that we watch robots which means that i watched robots and Nate is just just recanted rethought Mm -hmm. considered um miss fanny's sweet ass Mm -hmm. over the course of the last week and now we're going to just delve into it. So Nate, why don't you give us, why, why don't you give us the rundown? What do you remember?
1: Yeah, I'll give you a, a quick synopsis, a, a, a tight little bit of a, of a, if I can jog my memory real quick. So yes. robots is a movie about, you guessed it, robots. Um, mm. It's a world of machines and mechanical men and women and non-binary individuals, and you know everything is robots here. The people are robots. The birds are robots. The cars are robots, I guess. Anyway, in this robot world, there is a happily married couple, and the 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 man is a, a inventor, I think. He's a little bit of a a science guy. And he's like, hey, guess what? We're making a baby. Because in this world, there is no sex. You just make a baby Mm. with the parts that babies are made out of because everything is robots. And so there's a quick little montage of this baby growing up and having his parts replaced gradually over time. He gets training wheels. It's a very cute little, you know, funny what if scenario of what if babies were robots instead of babies. And that is definitely my fondest memory of robots is that opening of of the baby. That's all you. That's all Nate
0: remembers, guys. It's going to be a short podcast. (laughs) Yep. DN, thank
1: you for thank you for (laughs) listening. No. So this little baby boy grows up. He becomes a baby man. He becomes a dishwasher. He wants to be an inventor. His dad is a dishwasher. He wants to be a dishwasher as well. No, he doesn't. He wants to make his dad's dishwashing easier. So he makes these inventions. He makes this thing. I don't, he calls it Skipper or something. And it's like a little, uh, you know, those things you get from Disney World that you press the button and it spins and lights up.
0: That's mm-hmm. what this thing is like.
1: It spins its little head. It flies around. It's got really long spindly legs that it grabs dishes with and puts them away. There's a musical number about it. Uh, it's, it's a great little thing. But of course it goes haywire and he gets kicked out of the restaurant his dad works at and he gets shunned by his family. And he's like, man, oof. Now in this robot world, there's a guy named Big Weld, who is a big inventor guy. And he is like, anyone can cook, but for robots, uh, anyone, can, uh, but it is anyone
0: a, can cook." It's
1: a very similar <laughs> theme to the Ratatouille thing. Um, But he's like, yeah, come on down to my workshop and uh, look around at the spokes and stuff. So um, the main robot character, who I'm going to call Wilbur, because I don't remember his name. Um, Sarah will probably correct me later. It's fine. And so Wilbur goes down to the big city, meets Big Weld, and is like, I'm such a big fan, sir. And Big Weld's like, yep, uh, but actually, no. No and Big Weld kind of dips, and a new guy takes over the company, and he's like, upgrades, people, upgrades. Uh, And so they start gentrifying the city, they start kind of getting rid of the robots that are older models, they kind of start, well, the company that Big Weld originally owned stops selling, you know, the spare parts, and so Wilbur and this misfit gang of robots are like, we got to put an end to this. We got to, you know, get our right. We got to rise up, seize the means of production. And so they do. I think they like break Big Weld out or something. Like Big Weld was trapped by this evil CEO guy. They knock the evil guy into the fire. Then everybody gets upgrades and Wilbur becomes a successful inventor. Also, there's a thing with dominoes, but I don't mm-hmm. really know much about the dominoes. I don't know if it's a dream sequence or if it was just like a really weird robot machine. There's a that's lot of Rube, dominoes Goldborg, are real. Rube Goldberg stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's mostly what I remember of robots. And I...
0: That was good. Yeah.
1: I remember was enjoying like tight,
0: it. like a tight 10 yeah i remember watching this movie and being like mm. but i watched it like a thousand years ago so i didn't really remember any plot details mm. other than like the main dude is blue and i got him in at like a happy meal one time <laughs> when it came out nice. and i was like no cool um also one of them looks like um roly-poly oly oh yeah the yellow the one yellow looks one. like roly-poly oly
1: mm-hmm. yeah definitely
0: so that was, that's a good recap. That's a good recap. I have my little notes here, yeah. just so I can keep track of my, my narrative. So, so yes, yeah, so we live, we live in a robot universe. My big, th- before I jump into it, I just want to give the audience a little warning here. Oh. This movie deals with eugenics.
1: <laughs> that is blunt. That in is like, a good, blunt way of putting
0: it. <laughs> in, like, the nicest way possible, they do. Because the, the crux of the plot is that this, so, yes, Big Wells, He's the name of the, he's the company owner, right? Of the, the, he is the crux of this man. They're all robots. So that means their parts g- go out of commission. Sometimes they break down, they need upgrades, etc., etc. Big Weld's big thing before I get into the whole arc is that he provides parts for all, you know, if you mm-hmm. come, bring me your sick, bring me your needed, bring me your people and I will fix you. Right. When the new guy takes over, that ain't the case. Mm-mm. But we'll get to that. So, um, this also reminds me very much of the musical Town and of any other narrative in where the proletariat rises up and takes down the big man mm-hmm. so anyway so we have um rodney right rodney's our main character he's the blue one yes. um his dad his name is, his name is herb i don't remember his mom's name it starts with a c Rodney, that whole opening scene is Rodney's birth. Uh, Herb is a dishwasher. He's a very, they're all like lower middle-class. Um, his mom has some job, I think. And, but Herb is a dishwasher, but he always had dreams of being a musician. Like that's his thing is that he wanted to like perform and like be, be somebody other than a dishwasher. But he's happy to be a dishwasher. Cause you know what? He's ha- he has a kid now and he's thrilled to provide for his family. So we see Rodney grow up he's like, I'm an inventor, but I'm, I'm working with my parents and I love my parents. So he makes, he works at the restaurant that his dad works at. Um, he just works in the back washing dishes forever. Um, and then he, Rodney, our new character, he gets a job at the dishwashing place. And like you said, he makes an invention to help his dad clean dishes faster because his dad's getting older and he's got too much work and they aren't, you know, treating him as well as they should. Because, like I said, the proletariat and seizing the meat of production. So, yeah. So Rodney makes this like big fat invention to try and make it easier. And then it malfunctions right when. Herb's when his dad's boss walks in. So his dad's boss is like, get out, you're not welcome. And Herb is like, damn it, son, we're poor. Don't you get it, stupid? I need to keep this job and you're you're out of the house if you keep, you know, messing up like this. Mm-hmm. And Rodney's like, damn it, dad. Oh, shit, you're right. And then they, you know, come to a resolution, but then Rodney's like, you know what? No, I want to be an inventor and I'm going to move to the big city and I'm an adult now and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it and his parents are like go son i wanted to be a musician once go and so he does he goes into robot city you guessed it what's the, the big city's name in our robot universe yeah robot city i
1: mean it's very so, similar because you know the 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 big city in our universe is is people city so i mean it right makes
0: sense it does. Yeah. We both live in people city <laughs> and we live in a country called human yep. yep. That's the end of that. <laughs> so, so he goes and he's always admired big world. Like I was talking about before, because big world, Mr. Big world was a man of the people he provided for not only the rich and the wealthy, but also for the poor in the downtrodden and provided them with the adequate things they needed to literally survive. Because keep in mind, if these robots don't have these parts, they die. But, like, they cease to work, so they die in robot land. So, he, he's a true socialist. Mr. Bigwald is a true socialist. Equality for all. So, um, he goes and he's like, oh, my dad is super in debt, and because all he has is a dishwasher, <laughs> and that's all he's been for his whole life, so he's making, like, less than servers minimum and no tips. So like, we are poor, and I would love- he goes to Big and he's like, I would love to have a job so I can make money and pay off my parents' house, and pay off their debt, because they're old, and they don't deserve this debt, right? And Big Weld is like, well, I'm so sorry, but I think it is time I retire, and set up every domino I own, and let this man, Phineas, not a Phineas in Ferb fame, no, 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 but just a robot named Phineas, no affiliation. Come in and run my company. And so he does. His name is Phineas Ratchet. Is that my? Yep, Phineas Ratchet. Um, and he's decided to take over Big Wall. He's taking over Big Wall in industry. Big Wall is like, man, I'm too old for this. I gotta go. So Phineas takes over. He walks on in. And the first thing he does is he puts an end to manufacturing spare parts, which was the big huge thing for the lower class in this in in this society because the lower class cannot buy brand new spanky you know brand new parts they buy the refurbished older ones to continue to and i cannot stress this enough survive to live that's like like you and me being like like in this say that this medical the science works in our in our world right in the human world, so you can buy either a brand new heart a brand new man which is, is a real thing that scientists are working on is like making like hearts out of other organs and things solving um, You can either buy a brand new heart or we'll get you an o- organ donor and you can have an organ donor so imagine you need a heart transplant and then the president of the United States or you know this would be a dictatorship, so the dictator of the united States. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> this person in human world says, ah, you can only buy a new heart. Sorry, Charlie. You don't have the millions of dollars to do it. I guess you're dead. Oh, sorry. So that's a big deal in this universe, right? Especially in a big city like Robot City, where when um, Rodney meets his best friend, played by Robin Williams, Fender, um, they're all lower income. They're all just like poor folks struggling to survive it's a big fat deal and he decides so so ratchet the new company owner which is oddly similar to several different characters in several production plays like you're in town and and what if the cuckoo's nest and there's a lot of connections happening here in this movie he decides that it, the company can make more money and become more successful if they focus on uh, selling expensive upgrades and selling new parts rather than old parts and then, if the robots refuse to get an upgrade, they basically are collected and sent to a place called the Chop Shop, where they're melted down and used to make new parts. You heard me.
1: Is Soylent Green people? Is that what this is? It's like they're being forced. They're being forced to buy their melted-down friends. Literally.
0: Parts. Literally, oh, no. oh, good Diego Rivera reference. Um, but yeah, so so anyway, so Rodney's like, whoa, this is like bad shit nuts. Um, he goes out on the street. He's like, I gotta figure something out. He meets Fender, who's his best friend, and who is played by Robin Williams. And um, there, he meets the Rusties, which is like a gang slash a, a group of friends from basically a boarding house. So Rodney moves in with them in this boarding house where. Aunt Fanny, the one with the big fat ass that everyone knows this movie from. Mm-hmm. The yeah, she runs the boarding house. Um, so also another another. It's all just normal like basic tropes that we have here, but like we're having fun. Eventually, Rodney has settled into his new life in the city, and because he is an inventor and he's a rather smart man and good at what he does, he starts fixing old robots instead of having them go spend all their life's money on needing, like, a pinky finger or something. He just starts fixing them because he knows how to do that. He's an inventor. He's got a toolbox, and he's a man with ingenuity. What more could you want? He is, he's literally, like, he's like St. Francis, or, like, some someone comparable. <laughs> um, yeah. So, eventually, Ratchet, up in, in Big Weld's house, mm-hmm. hears of this, and he's like, okay, you know what, this needs to be put to a stop. This man is stealing money from me because these robots would either be A, buying my parts, or B, being melted down to make my parts. So I'd be making money off of them either way. And so um, they basically are like, Rodney needs to be just stopped and uh, we need to destroy Big Wells too while we're at it because this man still has his brain that's like helping others. Eventually, Rodney's he, he, like his, his dad gets a message to him and he's like, man, I I need new parts. I am dying. His father's like, "I I am on my deathbed. I'm old. I'm frail. And my parts are failing and I need new parts. So now it's personal. So Rodney is like, damn, man, I can't be going back and forth to fix my dad's parts because now people are going to find out and, ugh I'm a fugitive. <laughs> so he goes to Big Will personally and he goes to Big Will's house and he's like, I'm going to reason with this man and he's going to, he's going to help me and he's going to get the manufacturing of spare parts started again so I can save my dad's life and blah, blah, blah. So he's like, oh, Big Well's supposed to go to this big, this big, you know, ball tonight and I'll, I'll, I'll meet him there. So Rodney and Fender go in disguise because they're kind of fugitives. And then Big Weld isn't there. Um, and then Big Rodney like freaks out when he finds out that Big Weld's not there. And he confronts Ratchet, the new owner. And Ratchet's like, I'm gonna destroy you. And then he meets a girl. So Ratchet's like, I'm gonna kill you. And then Rodney's like, we gotta run. And then we start running. And then he runs into Cappy, who is uh, an executive at the big world industries and she's like I don't like she's not British but I'm gonna make her British she's like I don't like what's going on here it's not nice eugenics is bad which it is not making fun <laughs> it's very bad um and so she's like I'm gonna help you and he's like okay sexy please do so <laughs> So, Fender also has a girlfriend, by the way. So, Fender and his girlfriend, she's kind of not important to the plot. They, they just kind of are. Um, they're just, like, comedic relief. So, they're walking home. Rodney's off somewhere with Kathy, meeting each other, fondling one another's steel hands. I don't know. Totally. And Rod- or Fender gets captured by one of the sweepers that has been sent out to, oh, no. to basically round up all the robots who either refuse to get spare parts or are old and did, you know starting mm-hmm. to die out because they are, can't afford it to get melted into other parts. So Fender gets swept up and everyone's like, yeah. In the meantime, Rodney and Cappy are going to find Big Weld. They go to his home. Rodney goes, "Hey, bo- hey, hey boss, please, please, please go back to your company. Please make spare parts available again. Then we find out that Big World has been forced out of the company and that Ratchet has just formed a coup and taken over. So we're like, oh my God. So Rodney's like, damn it, this is it. I've hit a brick wall. This man can't get back into his company. My dad's going to die. My best friend just went somewhere. I don't know where he went. I don't want to think about it right now. So he calls his dad. He's like, dad, I'm coming home and I'm going to be with you on your deathbed because the big city just ain't it, man. They're killing people out here. They're killing people. So, on the phone, his dad is like, no, son, no. I wanted to be like you once. You got there and you saved those people. Date a young, hot woman. Date several young, hot women. Date a young, hot man. I don't care. You follow your dreams. (laughs) Do it. So, Rodney's like, that was compelling. I will stay. (laughs) And so he goes back to his boarding house and he rallies his little gang and he's like, Guys, we gotta take this man down because my dad is dying. Defender somewhere, Lord knows where. We lost Robin Williams again. He's somewhere. (laughs) And damn it, I need to impress this woman. So let's do it. So they're like, Okay, great. So they have to now fight a fleet of all of these like street sweepers that that Ratchet has made. To sweep up all of the old robots, basically. And so they take on these street sweepers. Eventually, Big Weld comes around and is like, you know what? I was wrong. Big Weld in my brain is the same as the company owner of Monsters, Inc. in that that's what he is. That's like his aura to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, he's like, like hard exterior, but very kind man. You know what I mean? Yes. Um... It's like, if, it's like if the chef in Ratatouille and, and the monsters in character were one person. So he joins the gang and they take down the street the, the street sweepers and then they get to the, the big company, right? They get, to, they get to the headquarters and then a battle ensues and everyone's fighting and everyone's yelling and everyone's trying to figure it out. They, you know, finally get to like the, the, the crux to the fight. A lot of fighting happens um ratchet's like right hand woman her name is like Madame gasket it's ratchet's mom uh she oh. gets thrown into a furnace she just is kind of like his like the little devil on his shoulder being like right. do, it, do it do it which is kind of a given um it's mostly ratchet though because if you're still listening to your mother's directions <laughs> yeah. at age, like, 5,003, because they're robots. Uh, Still, on you, homie. So anyway, his mother gets melted down into nothing, and then Ratchet is, like, getting de-upgraded. So he's, like, getting taken down from his status as, like, ultra-wealthy down to, like, normal man, basically. So they're they're just destroying these two people. Eventually, Big Weld is like, it's my company again! And everyone's like, yes! And Ratchet's like, I guess so. You win... My mother is molten lava. I guess I'll be sad. Um, and then Big Weld announces that Rodney is going to be his right-hand inventor, his brand-new like head inventor. And then eventually he will Willy Wonka the, cho- the chocolate factory and become the owner of Big Weld Industries. Uh-huh. And then they start manufacturing spare parts again. And then Herb, the dad, like lives and they get his father the replacement parts. And then oh. At the end, we find we find Robin Williams along the way, by the way. Mm-hmm. He gets out of his street sweeper and he helps the fight. At the very end, we see Rodney, our robot, give his dad, the dad who always wanted to be a musician, just like his son, have ambition. He gives him this weird little, like, horn. <laughs> and he's like, here, dad, you play this horn. And his dad is like, I will. And that's wow. it. Wow. So wholesome. And that's and then they play get up off of that thing. They're like, get up off of the James Brown song. Yeah. Yeah. And then Fanny dances. Yeah, the butt song. And that's it. The butt song.
1: That's great. Yeah. What a great movie. It's really dark. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about it, it's it's, it's like great. very much like Hitler. <laughs> it's like yeah, teaching kids about the horrors of capitalism and the world. Yeah.
0: Giving me fascism for real. <laughs> but you know what? You know what prevails in the end?
1: fat asses the
0: fat asses and the proletariat sorry
1: you were gonna say the something bush- much more profound no
0: that's what i was gonna say well, i was gonna say james brown and, and thick yeah. ass
1: <laughs> yeah
0: but yeah i think it was a decent movie i
1: enjoyed it be sure to stick around after the break uh we're gonna talk more about robots and other stuff yeah we are so another stuff Get up off of that thing. And this is where Get I'm going to put the music in. It's not be Get up
0: it. off of that thing. And be... go pick up that. Yeah, membrane.
1: this is how the music is going Three, two, one. And we're back.
0: We're back. So... I was thinking, there's so many robot movies out there that exist, right? But there's only so many kids robot movies that have similar themes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we can't. We were just talking about we, we can't talk about themes. We could, but it, it's it's sad, and they're not very exciting. No one wants to like make jokes about the themes in this movie. It's it's sad. It's not yeah. it's not funny stuff. It's, <laughs> it's important, important stuff nothing's...
1: for kids to learn, but it's not a but great it's not... material to joke about.
0: And we're not a history podcast, are we? No. We're not. We're not a history and modern society podcast we're not going to talk about are.
1: how relevant it was as sort of a satire of the you know economic environment of 2003 when this movie came out we're, we don't know exactly what it, we were no for at that no time.
0: and how that might be a mirrored image to the economic environment after or before rather in the rise of, of hitler's regime yeah. in pre-world war ii we're not going to talk Probably about that because while we are smart the enough to talk might, about that yeah. Yeah, no, we're smart. We
1: just don't want to.
0: No, so that's why we gave you guys those teasers to know, Mm -hmm. let you know that we are smart.
1: (laughs) Yes, I do understand. And you
0: know what, you know what smart people, you know what smart people think about,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: is what if this robots universe is the subsequent after effects of Wall-E? We're putting it at a timeline here. Is what -hmm.
1: what Sarah seems to be doing with this this
0: play. Right. Because WALL-E in the movie WALL-E is the only robot that exists on Forsaken Earth, right? Mm -hmm. And Eevee. So let's assume that I'm I'm just putting some puzzle pieces together that I just found. Mm -hmm. Don't know if they're from the same puzzle, but I'm going to put them together. Totally. Maybe perhaps... You know, humanity stays on the ship. Humanity repopulates another planet. They don't come back to Earth. Mm. Or, subsequent plotline Wally repopulates the Earth, fixes it. Him and Evie like build up the robots, blah, 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 blah. blah. Mm. Maybe the humans come back, but maybe the robots take over. And the humans are like, man, we had our ship and we're fine. We're good. And so they leave. And then Wally and Evie's generations of children and, and relatives take Mm -hmm. over and that's why we have robots today and perhaps the humans influence when they were there is why the nature of the robots cinematic universe and the way that their society functions is so similar to humans because you would think that because they're robots they would have a more like functional way of dealing with society like there wouldn't be class systems it would just be like you are a higher functioning robot Period. You don't. You don't look for anything else. This is your position in society right. because you are a robot.
1: Totally. But they don't act like that. They caught the. They caught the illness of capitalism.
0: So did the, did the humans from Wally impact these robots? Are they Wally's children? Is Evie out there? It's
1: a good question because the robots in Wally are on the ship that are specifically like programmed to reinforce all of the the programs of humanity even after humanity has kind of become incapable of keeping itself afloat right um and so these robots would have inherent in their systems you know this idea of of order and stuff now wall-e is a movie by disney pixar Mm
0: -hmm.
1: robots is a movie by blue sky Mm
0: -hmm. these
1: are different animation companies and so I'm wondering if there's a more sort of secure way to tie them together or tie them to mm-hmm. something else that, that links sort of a universe together.
0: Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Blue Sky have a hand in making that first, um, the first Disney short of that little tiny, like the symbol guy? You know what I'm talking about? The symbol guy? Uh, maybe it was a symbol guy. Was it a drummer? Are you talking about... The one man band? Maybe. Hmm. There's one Disney sketch that I think Blue Sky has had a hand in. I can't remember what it is.
1: Now I'm going to look it up. I'm looking at Blue Sky movies. And. Ice Age? Yes, of course. Rio. That's a great movie. It's a good movie. Ferdinand about the bull.
0: Oh, I haven't seen that one.
1: Me neither. The Peanuts movie.
0: <gasps> it's a division of Disney. No. Disney owns Blue Sky. Now,
1: how long have they owned Blue Sky?
0: Well, Disney is a monopoly. Yes. Um, so they own it's. There's a really interesting graphic you guys can find on Google somewhere. Um, oh, it was it was acquiesced in 2019, I think. Oh, okay. <gasps> Horn years who? That's a movie we should watch. Oh, definitely. Here's the who. That's a great movie. Um, the Peanuts movie. I still haven't seen that, and we own every single original Peanuts movie. Wow. 2019. So Blue Sky was uh, acquired by the Walt Disney Company as a part of their 2019 acquisition of the entertainment assets of 21st Century Fox. So hmm. Disney is officially in a monopoly and owns everything. Look up the Disney graphic. It's annoying. And now they own Blue Sky. So there's our connection.
1: I guess. Yeah. Um so right blue sky created robots after they created ice age the first ice age movie Mm -hmm. and um then later that year uh they did not turn robots into a series like they did with ice age or with um rio but they they released aunt fanny's tour of booty Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know what that is. What is that? I don't know what that is. is. That? <laughs> God, what that what? is. It's a four-minute long short. Um, I don't know what it's about. I don't know what happens in it. Uh, I guess it's just Aunt Fanny giving a tour of the Robot City train station. I don't know why they went all in on the butt jokes for this movie. I don't know like, why. they... Literally, they were like, "What? Okay, we've got robots. Obviously, we've got evil capitalists. Obviously, what if though one of the robots had just the the hugest fucking ass? What if the d- the biggest these, dump truck ever? What if there was a literal dump truck robot?
0: And they were and like, she ran a brothel, like, basically." Like, we keep coming back to these movies where these, these like matriarchal female characters have just like the fattest ass ever uh-huh. for no goddamn reason no other reason. than they have a fat ass. It's not even like a trope. It's just is like, like silly.
1: <laughs> why are the animators like this? Why are kids? I don't want to be like a kids these days guy, but like, why do they think butts are funny? But a kids these days. I guess butts are funny like butts
0: can be funny yeah sure butts can be funny but as like an adult yeah i less and less find butts funny
1: there's also definitely like a point of diminishing returns with huge butt where it eventually just becomes too big and it's like okay well that's annoying now it's not funny it's, right like, now it's, it's not
0: helpful to me yes <laughs> that's so interesting where, where 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 does the threshold to like like, ch- child humor, like, children's humor, and, like, adult humor lie. Because, like, in our past episodes, like, with Nomio and Julia, there's plenty of jokes in there where that are for adults. And, like, yeah. they read with kids and they read with adults, right? Mm-hmm. That's a good writer if you're writing animation, of I course. think. If you're writing it for family animation. But, man, butt jokes just don't do it for me. Unless it's, like, a good, like, one-liner done. If it's yeah. a good punch and it's done, like, that's great. Hit me and hit me hard, and then leave.
1: Okay, are we going to make another graph, another chart, um, on a scale of good to bad butt jokes? Um, oh, so
0: now that might be an interesting concept, Nate Davis. That movie. might be hashtag mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. Bots. movie butts. Oh, you no. were here first, folks. We're
1: so off the rails.
0: Hashtag movie, movie butts. I'm writing it down so, on this napkin on my desk because I can't seem to find a post-it note.
1: So Aunt Fanny is obviously at the, well, at the faithful findings end of the list. Um, it's like excessive yeah, and overused. It's and, too
0: much. It's yeah. too much.
1: Uh, Flubber is exactly where Flubber is. Exactly, exactly in the middle. you'd expect it to be. Flubber is the perfect <laughs> amount of ass. Uh,
0: nothing more nothing less exactly what we would expect
1: center. Flubber got that big ass big ass who else? what <laughs> other movies have we seen with butts in them?
0: well okay let's go back to our list here Fable Findings there wasn't any
1: butt jokes there wasn't any butt jokes but there was a lot there of there
0: wasn't ass. any jokes period
1: yeah that's actually true it did not have any funny bits <laughs> Well, it was just bad. The bottom of the list. Scooby <laughs> Doo. Scooby Doo when Scooby Doo is disguised as a woman.
0: I think. Oh P- yeah, ass. she doesn't have a big a padded. It. Yep. It's definitely yep.
1: between Aunt Annie and Annie drag. Yeah,
0: moment. for sure. I yeah, I agree. I think it's like dead dead center. Uh-huh. Um, Night at the Museum. I don't think there There's was. There's gotta butt jokes. be a
1: butt joke in there.
0: There was, I mean, you'd think, right? It, it, the Did did the Easter Island man say anything about butts? No, he says dumb dumb a lot. I know, but I was hoping he might have said butt butt or something by accident. I feel
1: like the monkey <laughs> probably slapped an ass around or something.
0: There's got to be a butt joke. Let me look it up. Tweet at us if, almost... if
1: you remember any butt jokes from Night at the Museum.
0: Tweet us if you know any butt jokes that are good at all, period. Yeah, yeah, do that. Um, Clue, I don't remember. On Pinterest, there is 100 plus funny night at the museum ideas. So in case we needed some. Great. I mean, no, that's not really a butt joke. Clue, was there any butt jokes in Clue? It was just a joke about Rami Malek being a handsome pharaoh. Did anyone sit on anything in Clue or like... No. Um, I mean any Pixar movie has every like adult woman has just like monster dub truck. High school musical or, so
1: high school musical, no butt jokes.
0: Laugh to the top is like just shaking butts. That's a butt. I don't
1: think it's a joke though.
0: Kind of a stretch. Yeah, yeah. kind of a stretch there. Um, There's a moment in high school musical that isn't a butt joke, but it's kind of like a butts moment for writing, like it sucks. Like Troy is like they're all in the locker room, and he's like, all right, team. Hey, guys. Like, he, like, like rounds them up, and he's like, all right, team. Hey, guys. Man, that's We so have weird. to, it's, like, very funny and so weird, and it's, like, such a bad choice on Zach Efron's part. Really funny. It's a butts moment. Um, Nomeo and Juliet, plenty of butt Naomi jokes.
1: Nomeo and Juliet's got plenty of butt jokes, but they're, like, classy.
0: But are good they are because British British people I think it. it's
1: because they're not explicitly butt jokes they're just kind of like jokes jokes mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. the material is butt but they don't like explicitly hit you over the head no, with the
0: but they don't have to because it's yeah. just sprinkling because that's sprinkle. the British know what they're doing so and then, and then, then finally Rocky, Rocky Horror. Horror well the whole thing is about sex so yeah
1: we got Four movies that have enough material in them for a butt <laughs> stuff, uh, for a butt stuff chart. So we've got Aunt okay. Fanny taking up the rear, Aunt Fanny, and uh, heyo, On of the list because it's the worst of the butt jokes. And then we've got Scooby Doo in the mid, lowest tier because mm-hmm. it's Scooby Doo, but it's I mean it's definitely not the whole movie.
0: No, it's, it's just like
1: joke. a you know a moment and then flubber is dead in the center of course as flubber course. always must be flubber is as the he deserves throughout the universe um
0: completely he is the even the balance mm-hmm.
1: the alpha and the omega it all comes back to flubber and then <laughs> rounding out this list of butt jokes is Nomeo and juliet right. uh, at the top with the classiest of, of butt jokes because it's
0: brilliant. obviously it's british you literally can't go wrong
1: you cannot go wrong i think this butt list was a good little little segment to uh round out the back half of our episode
0: oh Uh, thank you you know what nate can i say
1: Mm
0: -hmm. you know what makes me think of butts more frequently than i would normally think of butts what's that wine interesting yeah, and do you know what our next week's movie is going to be? No, I don't. It's going to be Wine Country. You guessed it. Oh. Wine really Country exciting. by the all impressive, all knowing, all godlike Amy Poehler.
1: I'm very excited. Tina Fey,
0: Paula mm-hmm. Pell, Rachel Dratch. You name it. You name the women from SNL. They are in the movie. Oh, yes. They're there. And we're going to watch it.
1: That's very exciting. Um, I'm excited to get into um, movies for grownups again, frankly. Movies uh, for movies grownups. ups for big people <laughs> who have real <laughs> senses good. of humor. Hopefully not a ton of butt jokes in this one. Um,
0: There's a handful obviously of Obviously a handful. But they're classy. But, yeah, Maya they're Rudolph's here. She's classy. classy ladies. Um. <laughs> Well, that's great. Yeah, it's, it's, Very an, um, excited. it's a movie that I have seen um, mm-hmm. as a woman in comedy and as a woman in the industry and as a woman who idolizes these women, particularly as performers and writers and just people. Um, I was, I'm, ex- I'm, in, I'm excited to talk about it because I have a lot of thoughts on it um, and I'm, I'm ready to Some chat thoughts. and discuss. It's on Netflix. If any of our listeners would like to listen along and Mm -hmm. watch ahead, that's always fun. If you, if you watch ahead with us and then, and then, you know, listen to our opinions and think yours at the same time. Hmm.
1: Now, before we close the episode, we do want to back up uh, and figure out where we're going to, we're going to put this movie on our, on our ranking Mm. scale. For regular mm-hmm. movies, not for butt jokes. Uh, not for butt we spend jokes. a lot of time in the butt joke world. But we do want right. to make sure we spend enough time in the movie world.
0: Where we're going to put this one down, for sure. Yes. Well, having watched it previously, what do you think?
1: Um, as a child, I did like this movie. It made me want to become an inventor. Um, hmm. And obviously, that didn't work out. I ended up putting a handheld vacuum cleaner inside of a box, uh, an old box of Cheerios. And threw a bunch of wires in there and pretended that that was an invention I made. But it was actually just uh, a cardboard box that had a vacuum coming out of it. It was cute. <laughs> it was cute.
0: That's so cute. It was uh, just a cardboard box that had a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. I so, love that.
1: So between this movie and Flubber, they both really influenced my early childhood because I definitely thought I was going to be a scientist until I discovered that I was bad at math.
0: Mm, me.
1: <laughs> so I'm it's hovering really close to like above or below flubber for me
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what do you think I think I'd put it right beneath flubber mm-hmm. I I thought it was fine I think it's a very dark movie it's for very kids dark. I think honestly like I like I watched it when I was a kid but I don't have any memory of it just because I it wasn't like my favorite um and having rewatched it like it was fine it was good but it's like, I was like, oh my God, we're like playing with some dark things here. I don't know. I don't know. So I think for that reason, if we're comparing big asses and inventors, I think Flubber still still beats. Yes. Two, okay, we didn't even touch on the fact that Robin Williams was another, like, in another adventure yeah. movie with fat asses again.
1: <laughs>
0: oh boy. Oh my God, King. We should just, all of our listeners should just anticipate that any movie we watch from here on out, Robin Williams has affected in some way. Yes. Which isn't necessarily untrue. <laughs> that's going to be another list that we have.
1: Of how anything, many movies how can we watch
0: with Robin Williams? How much Robin, Robin Williams, Williams has impacted the process? <laughs> well. But yeah, I would put it right beneath Flubber.
1: Right beneath Flubber. So that that's a pretty good addition to our list that you can check out the updated version of on our Twitter uh, we hopefully update that and pin tweet it every week so you should be able to check it out and uh yeah stay tuned next week for wine country as we make our way back into the world of movies for grown-ups. Movies I don't want to grown-ups. say adult movies because it's not an adult movie. It's a movie for grown-ups. No,
0: it's a movie it's for a grown-ups and we are grown-ups honor, I think.
1: Well, Thank you for listening, if you're listening. Thank you for watching, if you're watching. Um, I'm Nate.
0: And I'm Sarah.
1: See you next time. Bye. Bye!